Hi, I'm Georgina Hudson from GeorginaHudson.net. This podcast has been created to support you in your path of self-awareness and well-being and to draw a roadmap together that will help us align mind and heart. Today we are going to delve into the second part of the imposter syndrome. We said in the first podcast that this is a feeling we experience when we don't feel up to our tasks and fear being exposed as frauds. It's a fascinating topic and if you haven't heard about it before, stay tuned as it will surely open your eyes. For more information about what I do and about me, you can visit my website on GeorginaHudson.net or my Instagram account, GeorginaHudson.coach. What's up, people? How are you today? And today we are exploring the second part of the imposter syndrome. And this time we are focusing on how to overcome it, or more precisely, how to handle the emotions associated with it. If you haven't listened to the first part, we recommend you do so, as we explained what the imposter syndrome is, how it manifests, and how or why it may originate. In our last podcast, we illustrated the imposter syndrome through one of my clients' example. In addition to that, remember there is a meaty article on Psicología y Mente magazine where I have written about the topic in Spanish from a different perspective. And this, if you can read it in Spanish, will enrich this podcast. Otherwise, rest assured, this is going to be great and complete. But before I continue, let me say hello to Luciano, who's next hello, to me. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> hello, Georgie. Thank you for letting me be here in this space, sharing this space with you. So uh, we want to thank everyone who has shared their messages with us about feeling like an imposter mm. and how they are looking forward to the second part. Mm. We have received many, many messages. We we can share some of them. Okay, Luciano, could you read some of the testimonials that have been shared with us? And, and I think it's important too, um, we appreciate this so much because it normalizes the issue and we don't feel so alone because after all, we are all in this together. So I think... We can share yeah. the ones that are... Real-life examples. So mm -hmm. let's go with the first one. Even though I got promoted at work, I feel it was pure luck. Mm. And I don't have the necessary skills to be in this position. I always fear that they will discover I'm not living up to their expectations. Wow. That's, that's the first one. Mm -hmm. uh, another message from our listeners. Sometimes... I find it hard to share my successes with others because deep down, I feel I'm not as talented as they think. And I'm just pretending to be competent. Mm -hmm. Another one. Despite having published scientific articles, I feel that other researchers are much smarter than me and I don't really deserve to be in academia. Mm. Another one. Sometimes I'm afraid to take on leadership roles because I feel others will find out that I am not capable and that I am an imposter trying to make as though I can cope with this. Mm. The last one. In my group of friends, everyone seems to have their lives sorted out, but I feel like I am pretending to be happy and successful. Mm, thank you so much for sharing. Um, it's such profound pain, just, you know, listening to general reading, your messages, 
has moved me a lot and I I think it takes so much courage to share what you've shared with us like this and you know to to make it uh, clear to others that they are not alone and talking about clarity there is clearly a desire to move forward and to break this pattern and that is what this second part is all about so to all of those who have written to us we want to say that we understand what we are going what you are going through or we're all going through in the end uh, it's not easy to feel this way we have all felt like imposters at some point or, or another and it's possible to overcome it with the right help and before we do so, Luciana, could you briefly remind us of how the imposter syndrome manifests? Yeah, yeah. We totally recommend that listeners check out the previous episode for a detailed exploration of each characteristic I will mention now. Okay. Uh, so yes. as a summary, we have talked about persistent self-doubt, fear of criticism and failure, perfectionism, personal devaluation, constant comparison with the others, external attribution of success, self-demanding attitude, and fear of disappointing others, which are all characteristics that were present in the previous examples. Yes. And we also emphasized how early experiences in our early years, in our youth, with highly critical people demanding expectations or situations where we felt inferior, all these situations can contribute to the development of imposter feelings in yeah. our adulthood. Yeah, that's right. And I think we also need to mention that, you know, the two extremes can contribute to feeling like imposters. Either being with highly critical or demanding parents or school teachers or coaches at, at sports, for example, or having parents who, even with the best of intentions, had to uh, focus their attention on their work, to put the bread on the table, or because they were highly ambitious and, you know, they kind of neglected us. And so we thought that to be loved and to be seen, we had to achieve and the question is that many people feel like imposters because when that cycle couldn't uh, be fed, mm -hmm. if they fail at something, then they feel like, oh, then I'm not good enough. Then it's I'm an imposter. Terrible. So, yeah. yes, yes. And it doesn't require necessarily numerous experiences, like a lot of experiences to start feeling like an imposter. One bullying experience which made us feel inferior, inadequate, ugly or losers may have made us internalize the feeling and belief that we're not enough. I, I have been bullied like twice. Have you ever been bullied? <laughs> Not, but uh, as you mentioned, just one bad experience mm -hmm. and that will be with you for the rest of your life. Yeah, and yeah. in my case with bullying, it was awful. Um, there is a lot of work that can be done uh, Can be done. Sorry, with, with commitment to move forward, uh, just like my client Teresa did. We mentioned Teresa in our previous podcast, if you didn't listen to it, it's possible to overcome this insecurity and to embrace our human uniqueness, capabilities and our endless possibilities to learn because that is the other thing, you know, that mistakes are only feedback. So when something doesn't go the way we want it to go, it doesn't come naturally to us, then we can always learn. So it is possible to overcome this. It is possible, right? So it is there, possible to break There's light at the end of the tunnel. So, totally. So let's, let's do that. 
so let's discuss, Georgie, how can we break this pattern? We are talking about breaking patterns, right? Yeah. Oh, from and different perspectives. Can you mention some of them? Yeah. Um, when you were emphasizing and highlighting the word pattern, what I wanted to add is that in the previous podcast, we mentioned like all the things that lead to feeling like an imposter. And once we wake up from the trance and when we see the pattern, we have felt, sorry, we have felt prey to, uh, then it's easier to break it or to manage the feelings or respond to the feelings that arise um, because of that. It doesn't mean that the feeling will be raised. It means that we are going to be better equipped. So for mindfulness, for example, there's a lot that can be done. Um, the first thing is to develop self-awareness. And this is simply developing the ability to observe ourselves. And this is something that we don't do. We go uh, about life in autopilot. So the more we observe our imposter thoughts without judgment, because it, that is what mindfulness is all about, the more we can recognize our patterns and understand how these thoughts affect our self-perception in a way that is detrimental to our self-worth. Mm-hmm. Mindfulness can also teach us self-compassion. In fact, I think, like, like Tara Brack always says, mindfulness and self-compassion are the two wings of a, oh, of a bird. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. So self-compassion can help people treat themselves with kindness and understanding. And it's not about denying our need for improvement because many people confuse or mistake um, self-compassion for uh, self-pity. It is not self-pity at all. It's validating our emotional difficulties and struggles. It's accepting our imperfections and also committing to doing the work, committing to healing ourselves with love. From a coaching perspective, there's a lot that can be done too. We can learn to challenge our limiting beliefs and replace them with empowering, positive and realistic thoughts. This isn't easy and it won't happen overnight, but with the right guidance, with the right coach, we will suddenly start feeling a shift inside leading to change. Wait a second. Oh no, that didn't work. I need more. more. <laughs> yes, and you need a good yeah, coach. Yeah, yes. So changing our perspective from an imposter mindset into a growth mindset is a huge leap for anyone suffering from feelings of inadequacy. A growth mindset embraces the idea that we are human, that we are doing our best, and that our abilities can be developed. And, and besides, from a growth mindset, mistakes are seen as opportunities to learn and to grow and to become better unfolded. So uh, this is fantastic. There is a lot that can be done from, from coaching about limiting beliefs. And additionally, a good coach can help anyone feeling like an imposter set achievable and measurable goals and to develop action plans related to their professional or personal aspirations. Because I think so much of the time, goals can be so broad and big and overwhelming that it's easy to end up feeling an impo- like an imposter if we don't achieve those that huge, humongous goal. So eliminating cognitive distortions, uh, working with manageable chunks where the person feels that they are capable and that good things can happen 
not because it is a lucky streak, but because they deserve it. Yeah, and, and listening to you and having been in therapy myself, Georgie, it is essential, when, when I remember those spaces mm-hmm. of therapy, uh, it is essential to create a supportive and non-judgmental space yeah. in these sessions where people can talk about their challenges and progress. Non-judgmental, that is essential. And we should do that with our inner talk. Yeah. Okay, to, to, that we can observe without judging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, this renewed sense of responsibility and encouragement we get, uh, that can foster resilience and determination in, f- in the face of imposter feelings, right? Yeah. So there are many people who invest their time and energy and money in clothes and shoes and whatever, which might simply cover up the pain of feeling like an imposter. So it's much more valuable to, in- to invest these resources in-, in seeking the necessary help to feel good about who we are yeah and on top of that we, when we were talking about patterns we we can also say or, or see that this is an investment for the future because once you observe you transit throughout these uh, feelings and you overcome it this this imposter syndrome these feelings feeling like an imposter once you do that once you will have that tool that awareness for the rest of your life and that will be easier in the future Mm -hmm. to avoid feeling like an imposter again you will detect it and you will say "Uh uh-uh not again (laughs) yeah exactly exactly we develop the way we relate to ourselves and i think we when you said transit there is um direct spanish translation exactly yeah you you were saying uh, going through yes yes a hundred percent a hundred percent i agree totally and for those listening i have personally turned to therapists and coaches or a combination of both since i was 21 years old and often my friends ask me why i keep doing it if i don't have any apparent reasons to seek help and for me it's a lifelong journey and it's it's a journey of personal growth and a way to deal with challenges and and the baggage i carry in the healthiest way possible to me having a professional who helps me to stay centered and to manage what life throws at me is essential yeah totally and georgie do you know someone that can talk about transpersonal psychology? <laughs> <laughs> so from a transpersonal psychology point of view, is there something that we can do that we can share with our listeners? Uh, sure, we can do a lot. And from a transpersonal psychology perspective, we can uh, do many things, but especially seeking to transcend the self. Uh, this is the main goal, one of the main goals of transpersonal psychology and by this i mean that people have the capacity to go beyond their ego and to connect with a broader sense of purpose and a broader sense of self with capital letters and this perspective is highly effective as it helps us see reality from a broader broader viewpoint like an eagle with an eagle's eye and that inevitably improves our self-perception and it reduces our imposter thoughts and i think that i'm thinking about now about uh, transpersonal psychology is that we can also integrate our life experiences including what may be perceived as between inverted commas failure because nothing is failure but uh, if you suddenly feel that you are failing at something 
transpersonal psychology is going to help you integrate that with the good, the not so good and the ugly. And so from this psychological standpoint, everything is information that will help us learn and grow. So this perspective can diminish the fear of being exposed as a fraud because it understands that setbacks are a natural part of being human and they are necessary because they are feedback. Oh, that's profound. So <laughs> that's food for thought. I think that we, we should talk more about that yeah. in some other podcast. So it's fascinating and, and challenging because someone going through a tough time may be blocked from achieving all this. That's why it's essential to, to find a professional who can understand and guide us. So mm. I also think that practices that nurture the connection between mind body and spirit such as meditation physical exercise and cultivating meaningful relationships you know your, your inner circle yeah who's, who's closer to you mm -hmm. that can improve our overall well-being and self-esteem everything is connected yeah totally and self-confidence really and acceptance um and a hundred percent one of my clients shared with me the other day and we were laughing together because she said that after so many months of, of therapy with me and coaching with me she could finally understand why i had insisted so much on her doing exercise and getting out of her house um she shared how she still has a lot to deal with, but she feels stronger in general due to having more and better energy and all that as a result of holistic work she's doing. We are doing a 360 uh, degrees work together and she highlighted physical exercise as a crucial element that empowers her. Luciano, uh, with everything that we have discussed, do you have any final thoughts, anything that you would like to Oh, it's such a vast topic that it's hard to draw a final conclusion. But I, I would summarize by emphasizing that progress may take time. It's not just about yeah. that. It will take longer than that. Okay? Yeah. You will need to, to invest. So the improvement we will experience in our quality of life will be invaluable. That will yeah. stick to you for all the rest of your life. Yeah. And seeking guidance throughout this process from a qualified professionals that can provide a measurable support and that will save you also lots of time of and resources. Yeah, yeah. And resources to avoid that you can be in this path alone and, mm -hmm. and, and suffering. And suffering in so silence. that will make your life easier. So also the words commitment and self-compassion that you mentioned, yeah. uh, those two words resonated with me as they can gradually transform our relationship with imposter feelings that cause us suffering and that those words will help us accept our authentic and capable selves. Yeah, and you know what, I was going to say something else, but it's I don't remember it. So if I remember it, I'm going to uh, mention it in our next podcast, but I think It was something connected to the way we treat ourselves, learning to have replaced the inner critic by the inner coach and to be loving in our suffering, to recognize the suffering, to accept it and to talk to ourselves in the same way the person who loves us the most would talk to us. Oh, I would love to be your coachee. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, Luciano, enough of that. So thank you. Uh, once again, we remind you of the article on Psicología y Mente, which is Psychology and Mind in English, to take a deeper dive into the topic, especially if you read in Spanish, because it was written in Spanish. If you haven't read it or you can't read in Spanish, don't worry, because we have covered so much in the in the two podcasts. So Our question for you is to think of one or two people who might need to hear this podcast and to forward this to them. This is the most powerful and easy way to help each other. And this is why we've started the podcast. Yeah, I have two people in mind. So oh, I that's will good. That. That's good. So uh, we appreciate your opinions, your suggestions, your evaluations and your comments, like the ones you sent us about how you feel like an imposter from time to time or on a daily basis. So thank you so much for being brave and sharing with us. Um, so thank you for everything. And until next podcast, for the time being, sending you big a hugs. Big hug.